Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. A story that you might have missed is an IDF soldier has been ejected from a seminar for calling Hamas Nazis. His name is Matan Barnoy. He was uh, he went to a this organization in the UK called Breaking the Silence. And um it's a Jewish organization in England. It was held in uh, Birmingham and he goes to this Breaking the Silence meeting. He had just returned from a few days um from his position as a division commander in a combat unit in Gaza. He was present at the event as a representative of the Zionist Union and he decided to speak his mind. So he pushes his way onto the stage. Okay, never a good idea. Um, anyway, and he begins to tell the assembly his version of the events of the video that they just watched. He says, while Israel is fighting a Nazi enemy and every day we lose our best sons because we are fighting for human rights, they are busy with lies instead of fighting, he accused. He said, shame on you. You should see the video of what Hamas did and what they are doing to Gaza. They are Nazis. After a few seconds, ushers at the event removed him from the room forcibly. What is it that we are so... I don't know. We're so comfortable with our echo chambers, right? You know what? I think we need to speak to a psychologist, a social worker, somebody who can help us just navigate this whole idea of echo chambers and where trauma comes from. So uh, joining me right now is Liat Abraham. She's a clinical social worker. She's a volunteer at the trauma unit of Ehud Hatzalah. And uh, we say good morning, Liat. How are you? Hi, good morning. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. I don't usually rant. <laughs> this morning I'm having a bit of a rant, <laughs> which could be trauma. <laughs> it could also be trauma, right? In the, here in the diaspora, <laughs> you know, um, I don't know, are, are you a natural born Israeli? Oh, no, I'm actually South African. I was born in South Africa. Oh, so you, and, okay. Uh, I made Aliyah. Okay, all right. So, well, you actually sound yes. like Israeli. You sound 100% Israeli. Liat, <laughs> so... You know, here in the diaspora, we are experiencing trauma of what's happening in Israel, whether it be from the rockets, the stories, the, you know, Mm -hmm. all the news. And, you know, we kind of like got into this doom scrolling where you just can't stop watching what's happening on the news all day, every day. And that has to have a psychological effect, even though it's not directly our trauma and we are to some degree experiencing it vicariously I mean can it be doing harm to us Uh, definitely definitely Um, look there are people that in order to feel control they need to know what's going on they need to watch the videos they need to it gives people a sense of control but on the long term it doesn't do people good to see See the, see the videos and know exactly what's going and when it's going on. On the long term, it can cause severe trauma. So what do we do about yeah. it? How do we separate ourselves from something um, that we really feel on a DNA level? You know, it's, it's, it's wired. We are wired to one another. How, how do we not right. involve ourselves? Um, so first of all, being in doing is very, very healthy. To stay in a doing place, what can we actually do that can help the situation? What can we do that can help the people in Israel or help ourselves or do something that can, you know, being in doing is very, very important. Also, um, 
trying to maybe give time limits, like for example, like check the news three times a day as opposed to every hour or every half an hour. Um, certain videos, not to watch certain videos because I, I heard a big um, trauma therapist who is working down in the South. She said, I will not give Hamas this suite of affecting my psychological being. Yeah. She said, they've, they've, they've come into our homes, they've come into our, into everything, but into me, into my psychological being, I'm not going to give them this suite. And I think that should be, if, if we could understand that, that there's so much of this is a psychological war, and we can, if we could try and protect ourselves, every single person in the way they can, that would be a big thing. Yeah, I think, I think that you are 100% correct. You know, and also we need to remember that, you know, when you're dealing with terrorists, they're not beyond lying. I think that that's also very right. important. Right? I mean, we, we have this yes. weird cognitive disassociation. I don't know what it is. You know, well, you know, it is Hamas, but they would never lie. They, 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 they're murderers, they this, they, they, the, the next thing, but they'd never lie. They'd never inflate numbers. Right. They would never, you know, they would never. Really? Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Liat, <laughs> what a world we live in. <laughs> yes. All yes. right. So do you want to... Do you want me to mention a little bit about the kids here in Israel and yes. how it's impacted them? Or Definitely. Definitely. Because we really haven't okay. had that conversation. Okay. So I feel like, you know, when we went into Corona, we learned so many new terms yes. um, everywhere in the world. This war has taught us people and kids so many new terms that they've never been exposed to. And these terms can be really, really scary for kids. Um, I, I know of people that have approached me, their kids that were toilet trained and now have gone back to wearing nappies yeah. because, because of this trauma of the sirens and the war and all these new terms that they're learning. Um, I, kids that are having panic attacks, kids that are waking up at night. Um, I, I know of a certain girl, she's 10 years old. Every time there's a siren, she faints. She doesn't have time to even run. She just faints. Um, it is very, very traumatic for the kids where you have a 10-year-old coming home from school and saying, Mom, is it true that they burnt bodies live? Is it true that they killed a baby in the mom's womb? All these new ideas and new things that they're being exposed to is affecting the kids tremendously. How are they getting We're information that like that? Because why are parents not protecting their children from the information? Parents are protecting and trying their best, but um, there could be one teenage brother who has, you know, he has access and he will mention it at home to his other brother and the younger brother can hear it. And then the younger brother goes to school and tells one kid yeah. in the class and the one kid tells everyone else in the class. Okay. It's okay. very easy for information to travel. Yeah. Okay. All right. So what happens with the kids now? I mean, how, how are, are there, are there recovery programs? Are there programs to deal with the trauma of Israeli children at the moment? Definitely. But I think we're still, it's still very early to, to even think of that. We're still dealing with the trauma of people who were there in the party, um, with many other traumas, whether it's even, um, you know, we're still going on with stabbing and shooting. And um, we had a group of teenagers who watched the shooting in the bus stop a few weeks ago, and we're still dealing with that. I think there's definitely going to be programs they're going to have to bring into schools. Um, but at the moment, we're treating it like, 
kids that have been exposed to things and kids that have seen videos, we're treating it as if they've, you know, as mamash, as they've seen trauma, and we're treating it as immediate trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do believe we're going to have to create programs, and there are going to be more programs that are going to be created for for the kids that have been exposed. Liat, it is a mammoth task, and uh, yeah, just good luck. Good luck. I know that this isn't all on your thank shoulders; you. that it's a, you know it's it's collective. But I just want to say thank you so yes. much for just being so honest, so forthright, and for making time to speak to thank me you. this morning. Thank, thank you, you so much. Liat Abraham, she's a clinical social worker and volunteer at Trauma Unit of Ikhut Hatala.